Howdy and welcome to the Bonanza Boys, episode 2.12. Very exciting in our long extended week. Thankfully, Yahoo did break it up. I'm your host and commissioner, Manager Steele Gibson. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Manager Matt. How you doing? Steele, doing great. Um, You know, had a pretty good week, week 15. uh, Some highs and some lows, but looking forward to look into it with you. Yeah, week 15 uh, was a good one. It was uh, a bit ago as we are now into the second half of our extended week 16. But before we hop in, let's uh, we had a couple trades to discuss. Uh, we'll talk about the small one first. Uh, it was myself, Manager Steele, for, with Manager Ryan, uh, with Troy Terry and Jesper Bratt. Uh, not a big one. In my mind, I was trading goals for assists. Uh, both these guys kind of do similar things uh, just with those categories kind of flipped. Yeah, and man, Bratz, both of them, I mean, very similar point totals, but Brat with 41 points, um, kind of flying under the radar on the Devils, I would definitely say, but um, a good pickup for you. I know I know the Ducks have a lot of games played, but um, Terry's been on a, you know, he's been on fire all season and doesn't seem to be showing any indications of slowing down, so I'm sure Ryan's looking forward to some goals. Yeah, even that uh, kind of kept puttering through when Getzlaff was out there. And uh, yeah, I, I get some more games from uh, from Jesper this week. And then uh, he, he goes off the next couple of weeks in terms of games played. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. But we'll talk about the big one, the one that everybody wants to talk about. Uh, Manager Jeff with the newly named Chuck E. Cheese ver- and Manager Michael with Nelia Spaghelia. Uh, this was Jonathan Taze, Bowen Byram, Matthew Tichuk, and our sixth rounder going to manager Jeff with Morgan Riley, Matthew Barzell, and JT Miller, and our fifth round five going to manager Michael. First thoughts? Yeah, I f- first thoughts were that I thought uh, Michael Michael got a bit better end of that deal. I know Jeff has the, he's got, he's a huge fan of Matthew Kachuk, um, big big Calgary fans. And I don't know if Kachuk's his favorite player. You could tell him, you could say that, but, um, he, he definitely paid, you know, I think he overpaid a little bit for Matthew Kachuk, but if he's going to be your keeper, maybe that's something that, um, you know, he, he just, he wanted his guy and he got him as they say. He, he did. He did go and get him. Um, I d- actually, I'm not sure if, uh, Tchuk is his favorite current flame, uh, that would have to be a, a discussion. And, and looking at his team, uh, in terms of keepers, I got to imagine it'll be Hedman, Aho, and now Tchuk. So, uh, uh, not a not a bad trio by any means. And uh, but I also thought Manager Michael did very well in this deal, um, at least from a statistical standpoint. Kind of upgraded on all three players and and got the higher pick. So, uh, we'll see how you know jt miller he's one of those guys who just always keeps doing well uh if he gets traded maybe maybe he'll falter you know players we always like to say oh if they go to a good team they'll do better but i don't honestly i can't think of a uh, one where that's been the case from a fantasy fantasy perspective just because it's so you know it's 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 the, their whole situation changes but uh uh yeah you know we'll we'll see what happens uh always like to see trades and you know, you never know who's going to end up winning this one. Yeah. And th- that was only the fourth and fifth um, trades of the season. So it really, our, our league is very active on the waiver wire and, um, you know, ads and drops, but not so much in trades. Everyone is a little skeptical, I think, to pull the trigger, myself included. Um, I know there's a lot of offers thrown around, but maybe everyone thinks too highly of their own team. That's a, that's a classic um, scenario. So for sure, everybody gets attached to their players. I, I'm, I'm no, I'm not uh, immune to that by any stretch of the means. And and looking at Michael's team here, uh, you got to go. Obviously, McDavid will be a keeper, and that's kind of curious here. He's got uh, Latang, who's having an unreal year, but he kind of always does if he could stay healthy. Um, ranked thirteenth on the season, Ekblad sixteenth, JT Miller's eleventh. So. It'll be interesting to see, and Kaprizov's, you know, 27. It'll be interesting to see who he keeps there. Who would you keep out of those four or five there? Um, I was just looking at the draft to see what kind of players were taken in uh, rounds 
rounds five and uh, six, just to get, kind of get a, an idea of how um, what those draft picks mean. But for Michael's team, I've talked to him about this actually. And I think he's thinking about potentially keeping Nylander, big Leafs fan, um, which would be interesting, potentially. Well, he was thinking, actually, um, I shouldn't air too much, maybe, but he was thinking, <laughs> I, th- I think Nylander, Campbell, and McDavid, which would be very interesting. So um, whether I, I kind of told him that Nylander is really good, but kind of uh, his type of player is not necessarily the most valuable when he's not like uh, I'm a broken record when when they're not producing they're not he's not doing anything except shots on goal like no face-offs no hits no blocks um, those aren't as aren't as valuable as some of the other players in the league um, and I would say he probably I don't know if he has the upside of Kaprizov necessarily um, Kaprizov really he you know he shoots like he's got like four shots a game something like that it i wouldn't i don't know it's tough to say i don't know if there's a definitive uh even second or third keeper there very interesting my first thought would be like manager michael you're sending your team back to the stone age if you go with those three um but uh well i did i did remind him that campbell (laughs) needs a contract too so that would be a risky keep if campbell 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 would be I mean, goalies in general, unless they're like, you know, like a Vasilevsky who's dependable year in, year out, I assume kind of like how Lundqvist probably was back in the day, just uh, a risky keep in general. And then, uh, yeah, Nylander over those other guys, that would be something. Um, but hey, you know, uh, who knows? Yeah, everybody gets to manage their own team. But uh, so we'll hop into the uh, first matchup. You want to take us away here? Sure. Let me. Uh, we've been jumping all over the place, but let me get back. First matchup we're going to take a look at is yours truly, uh, Nelly Spaghetti versus uh, Manager Drew and the Rat Squad. So I, I'm not sure if this is coming down to a must win. Like these weeks are coming down to must win situation for you to get into playoffs. It's probably pretty close, um, but you got a tight victory here, seven five over over Drew. Goalie categories, I think, were the story. You had a good a good goalie week. Finally, you managed to squeeze in your three goalie starts as well. So um, that was uh, definitely tight. I'm not sure if you got those starts earlier in the week or not, or if you had to wait until Saturday or Sunday because that could always be nerve. I, I was able but, to uh, to bench Kakinen on on the Sunday to. Uh, oh, okay, that that's uh, good yeah, to keep keep that's, the goalie cats as they were. Yeah, that keeps the sweats to a minimum, I suppose. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Drew falls to five ten and zero, and you approve to seven seven and one, and you're in a tie for six with Jags right now. Although it looks like Jags has the tie break. So, um, and in the power the break. in the prize banana rankings, you were tied sixth at four four and three, and Drew was ninth at three seven and one. Yes, yeah, was a, a good matchup through um, the categories themselves. Kind of, there's pretty good separation uh, on both sides. So I kind of knew going into Sunday that uh, hopefully the result was going to be good enough, and it was. Uh, looking at manager Drew's team here, uh, we had Ryan Nugent Hopkins coming back from, uh, it wasn't COVID, right? It was injury. I think it was injury. Uh, I put up four points, uh, plus four, eight shots on goal, four faceoff wins. It's kind of, uh, he's, he's really lost his center duties. Um, so that, that obviously is a blow to his value. Uh, but Clayton Keller is another guy who keeps chugging along in the past couple months uh, with a, another four points, eight shots on goal, two blocks. Patrick Kane had a great week with two goals, three assists, 14 shots on goal. And uh, in net, he had uh, Cam Talbot, the other side of the Minnesota duo, with two games started, two wins, a 180, and a 929. Yeah, Patrick Kane, I feel like we haven't talked about him much this season. Normally he's like every week, but... Uh just cooling down a little bit. The Blackhawks haven't been very good, so that doesn't help. But uh, we'll look at your team and strong performers. We'll talk about Anze Kopitar. Uh, four games played for the Kings. He had a goal and four assists, plus one. One power play point, 13 shots on goal, uh, 32 faceoff wins, five hits in a block. And Troy Terry, on his way out the door, had a pretty good performance for you. Three goals, two assists, plus two, two power play points, and seven shots. So, Ryan's hoping that's what he can expect. And you had a very uh, a bit of a top-heavy week. Um, you had five players with at least four points. So 
um, had some pretty strong outputs and you did have 23 goals, which is uh, very, pretty impressive total of 42 points. And last but not least, Pavel Francouz, Francouz, I'm still not sure, but <laughs> he backboned Neither. your, your goal to uh, your goalies. Two games started, two wins, a 2.00 goals against, and a 940 save percentage. So happy to see that for sure with that shutout on the 24th on the Monday being uh, very important. Indeed. And uh, some players that manager Drew is hoping to rebound here is... Uh, it's really now or never time, I think, for him. I don't think anybody's been mathematically eliminated yet. Perhaps Danny has. Um, but uh, we'll start with Columbus, Mr. Jacob Vorchek. Uh, I think this was in three games. He was pointless, minus two, nine shots on goal, and one face-off win. Uh, Ryan McDonough didn't put up any points or uh, plus, or, or and he was five shots on goal, five hits, and two blocks. And in net, uh, Bobrovsky didn't have one of his great weeks. So I think that was one of the keys we talked about uh, in our look ahead last time was, uh, you know, if he can come through in the goalie cats, uh, he did get two wins in his two starts, but he had a three forty-seven goals against and an eight ninety-nine save. Just buoyed by that Florida offense. Um, they just score yeah. so many goals. They're they, so good. They're unreal. And they, they don't really give up many shots on goal either. So that could um, play into that save percentage, but weak, weaker performance on, performers on your side jeff carter um maybe with the return of malkin and brian rust his offensive um he's dried up a little bit offensively in four games played just one assist nine shots on goal 33 face-off wins 10 hits in a block so decent peripherals but he was really scoring strongly at the start of the season and finally dropped jacob chikrin uh r.i.p rest <laughs> in peace he's been on this team for all season uh not producing at all minus 27 on the year and he he gets the boot this week so three games played he had he was even surprisingly no points seven shots on goal a hit and three blocks so good riddance and i think i'm sure he's been manager brendan picked him might have been brendan yeah brendan's just a hoover for a couple points anyone He's just a Hoover for anyone that uh, has potential or used to be good is, is a good way of putting it. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, who'd you go with MVP here? Uh, I went with Francouz, the goalie categories Same. being important and you winning the goals against and save percentage was pretty much the difference in my opinion. Yeah. Goals. Uh, I won pretty handedly and I, I didn't win assists. So my, my point getters weren't uh, coming in too clutch there. Um, yeah, but Pavel had a great week. All right, so we'll head on to our second matchup uh, featuring manager Ryan defeating yours truly, manager Matt Kay, 6-5 in a, in a fairly close matchup here. Uh, Ryan was able to bench his goalies on Sunday to preserve his 3-0-1 record on the goalie cats. Um, Ryan came in sixth. He was tied with me at Prize Banana for 4-4-3, four, four, and three, and you were... One behind at eighth with four, five, and two. Yeah, this was um, an interesting matchup. R- Ryan just got incredible goalie. Cate- he got incredibly goalie uh, help throughout the week, and it. I just never. I had a really good goalie week, like one of my best of the season, probably, <laughs> and just couldn't couldn't catch up. He was going too quickly, but um, we'll talk about that for sure. And I'll look at his strong players. And if I'm going to get beat by someone, I'll take I'll take it from Mitch Marner. I don't mind. Um, two games played, <laughs> he had two goals, two assists, minus one, three power play points, eleven shots, a face off, two hits, and a block. And David Pasternak um, taking revenge on his former owner from last season. Four games played, he had a goal and four assists, minus three, a power play point, and eighteen shots on goal. So a lot of pucks at the net for him. And we talked about them before goalies. Um, all three goalies were exceptional. It was to put it into perspective. He had five games started, five wins, a 1.53 goals against, and a 948 save percentage. Uh, headlined by Robin Leonard, with uh, he won both his starts and a 0.96 goals against and a 968 save percentage. So, very strong stuff from Ryan's goalies. Yeah, this this uh, might be perhaps one of the better combined goalie uh, matchups we've seen. Uh, I mean, even Grubauer on Seattle, like he had two goalies posting up underneath one goals against and or an above 950. So 
great week for Ryan and on your side, uh, man, I feel like we'll talk about him forever and uh, he'll get drafted <laughs> high and maybe he'll get dropped again. I doubt it. Joe Pavelski here, three goals, two assists, plus four, 14 shots on goal, 22 faceoff wins and a hit and block for good measure. Uh, the guy just keeps chugging along. Uh, Dylan Larkin also had a pretty good week here for you Four four points, three of those being a goals, 12 shots and 19 faceoff wins. And you kind of had a lot of guys chipping in offensively, but uh, as you said, the goalies were great. Carter Hart and Gibson combined for five games started, uh, three wins, a 236 and a 937, which uh, I think you take pretty much every week of the day. So uh, it was a tough loss for you in net, but that's just how the cookie crumbles. It is, yeah. And we Ryan and I had the same amount of games played as well, 66 apiece. So can't complain there. It, was, it would have been nice for Demko to get a start on the 25th or the 27th, but I think he was out with COVID protocol um, for games against Edmonton and Winnipeg. That probably would have helped, but um, what can you do? Everyone has played people out with COVID protocol these days. And for Ryan's weaker players, it was hard as well. Uh, just like my team, I think he had everyone pitched in a little bit, but Pavel Bichnevich, the blues as a whole were terrible this week. I'm sure you're going to talk about, you might talk about them in a, in a minute or two, but three games played, he had no points, minus two, uh, nine shots, a faceoff win and two hits. Kasperi Kapanen as well, not getting in on all the scoring in Pittsburgh, no points, five shots and six hits in four games played. So not much output there. And Connor Garland as well, no points, plus one, Five shots, a hit, and a block in just two games played for the Canucks that week. And hopping onto your side, I think this was in two games with, uh, I, you know what, I think it might have been three with uh, Tomas Hurdle. Um, just the one goal, the four shots on net, he did have the 29 faceoff wins and nine hits and four blocks, but uh, hoping for a little more offense out of him. And you did mention the Blues. Uh, Tarasenko put up, I guess, a little bit more than Mr. Kairou, but uh, he just had the one goal was minus four. So was Tarasenko, uh, four shots on goal and one block. Uh, so not the great stat lines there. And I guess, you know, William Carlson, uh, he's been, did you pick him up or was he, I can't remember. I did, did pick him up. Him? Yeah. Okay. No, I picked him up. Yeah. Never mind then. I, th- I thought it was going to be a, another a long-term hold gone, but uh, I was wrong. Yeah, he he wasn't very good for me. I know Chandler Stevenson was out, and I think Eichel was still a ways away, so he was the first line center. But he didn't really do that. He didn't really do much. And then I also I'll yeah. pick on Ben Sherrod as well. I picked him up for blocks and hits, and <laughs> didn't he do proceeds to get you. four hits and no blocks and go minus seven. So I really shot myself in the foot with that one. That was tough to see. Indeed. Uh, MVP, I went with uh, Leonard here. Um, I mean, the Skater Cats, there were some some close ones, but uh, that performance was pretty wild. Yeah, too much for too much for me to have Leonard go 0.96 and a 968. That was, uh, that was the nail in the coffin for sure. So with that, we will move on to the next matchup, which is um, the hottest team in the league right now. Can't say anything else. Uh, DJ Zibanejad, uh, manager Brendan versus manager Neil. And poor Neil was not much of a matchup for Brendan here. As Brendan goes 12 and uh, twelve and 0 against Neil. 11 and 0. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. I apologize. 12, 12 yeah. <laughs> He'll remind you that it was 12 and 0, I bet. <laughs> but yeah, um, closest categories were hit and blocks within four and four, respectively. So, um, I, I, and I wrote this before you you sent the prize banana rankings. I was like, there's no way anyone beat Brandon this week with those categories, just looking at the totals. And we were right. Brendan was first at 11-0, and 0, uh, and Neil was 10th at 3-7-1. and 1. Yeah, uh, another strong performance for Brendan. Uh, let's, let's, uh, I imagine he'll probably be in one of those buy spots at the end of the season. Let's see if he can, uh, you know, playoffs is a, is a slightly different animal. And uh, let's see if the momentum continues. On Neil's side, in terms of strong players, uh, we'll go to Miko Rantanen here with two goals, three assists, uh, plus two with two power play points, eight shots on goal, 17 faceoff wins, three hits, and four blocks. So a fairly good stat line in terms of coverage. And uh, Sam Reinhardt, who I imagine uh, has a much better... Uh, was is he part of that third line? I can't... 
I can't remember if he would have gone off. Um, yeah, he week, got four we'll points in the, yeah. against Columbus. There you go. So uh, he had four points all last last matchup with four assists, plus four, 11 shots on goal, and four face-off wins. And uh, in net, Shesterkin continues his great season with three games started, two wins, 299, and a 938. Yeah, I had no idea Shesterkin would be as good as he is. I knew I knew he was supposed to be good, but... He took him early, too, I because I, I went and looked. I was like, oh, what round was he going in? I think it was like round five or six. Yeah, it was pretty early. I remember that, and I was like, ooh, that seems risky. I didn't know how good the Rangers were going to be necessarily. But uh, we'll look at Brendan's team and... It was an offensive masterclass, I got to say, uh, 52 points in total. I, I don't know if anyone was close. I don't think so. Um, 15 goals and 37 assists, plus 24. Very strong outing for manager Brendan. And he's got to be happy to be carried by Johnny Gaudreau. Again, four games played, two goals, six assists, plus eight. One power play point and 15 shots on goal. Artemi Panarin coming alive as well. He was a bit quieter to start the season, but four games played this week. He was he had one goal, five assists. He was minus one, but uh, three power play points, 11 shots, and three blocks. And the Flames have been doing really well, so um, it, it just stands to reason that Jakob Markstrom would do super well too. So he had four games started this week, three wins, a 1.5 goals against, and a 931 save percentage. We did have uh, one manager have more points than uh, Brendan this week, so we'll get to him in a bit. Uh, the weaker player is for manager Neil. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Nico Heischer of uh, the New Jersey Devils going pointless, a minus three with just 10 faceoff wins. So how is that? That's got to be a one-game stat line. One game, like. yep. Yeah. Brutal one game, though. Um <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, I think this is probably another... I think this was two games, actually, here. He was uh, pointless, uh, plus two, three shots on goal, three hits, and a block. And in net, uh, Sorokin, uh, he's been kind of pushing Varlamov in the net, but not as much here with this stat line with two games started. One win, a 3.58, and an 8.16 save. And, of course, yeah. you know what? I'm going to talk about Keith Yandel. Uh, pointless, <laughs> minus two. Four shots on goal and one block. So uh, I, I want to see his ice time since he's got the record here. Let me let me pull it up. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? It hasn't dropped significantly. So I guess that's so just the, talks so the about coach how needs to be Philly fired is. then. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I guess they're still waiting for Ryan Ellis to come back too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what they're holding out, but. And somehow Neil managed to go positive. I thought you were going to talk about Colton Pareko. The Blues were just a minus he, machine he, this week. He was on the list, yeah. It was no points, minus five. Bjorkstrand was the, minus the five. Blocks. Yeah, so um, not. I mean, there wasn't anything Neil was going to do anyways, so um, might as well happen this week, I suppose. But there were a couple chinks in Brendan's armor, and uh, those are came in the form of Ryan Johansson. We've talked about him a couple times. Only two games played, but... No points, minus one, six shots, 16 face-off wins, and two blocks. And which Johnson am I looking at here? I think Eric Johnson, yeah. Eric Johnson, that's the one. I was like, I just wrote Johnson. I was like, who is that? <laughs> um, but four games played for Johnson. And the Colorado had a heck of a week, so it wasn't, uh, wasn't for lack of offensive output on the team side. But um, he was minus one, six shots five hits and six blocks and Ivan Barbashev we could talk about the whole St. Louis team I think but and he was dropped after this but three games played no points minus four five shots three face-off wins and four hits all righty and uh MVP who, who'd you go with here I went with Gaudreau um eight points it was such a beat down though you could have could have picked yeah, I was debating between uh, Goudreau and uh, and Markstrom, but uh, I'll give it to Johnny Hockey as well. Yeah, a stellar performance. We'll see uh, if they can keep that top line magic rolling. Yeah, Brendan does go as the Flames go, so he's got to be hoping come playoffs that they are in a scoring mood. The scoring mood, and and I assume they'll probably uh, be in the hunt too, so they'll be they'll be going for it. Um, so we'll hop over to our next matchup here with manager Michael Nellia Spigelia winning 7-3 over manager Danny with Team Gritty. 
Um, and this one, you know, there were a couple close categories. I originally was typing that manager Danny had fallen back to earth, but uh, well, I guess he did. He has come back to earth, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it seems here. Shots on goal, only one by six plus minus was just one by one. Uh, Danny did have the the plus one on on blocks, so I guess it goes both ways. But a tie was was possible. Yeah. So manager Michael was the the other manager I was hinting at here. He had twenty three goals and thirty one assists for those fifty four points. Um, so a great offensive output for him. I, I could tell you, Michael was fifth at five four Mike, and two. Yeah. Michael was fifth at five four and two, and Danny was eleventh at one and ten. Yeah, and I didn't even realize, obviously I didn't realize because I said I thought Brendan had the most points, but uh, Michael was maybe almost a bit under the radar that many points. He didn't have anyone blow up like Johnny Hockey or um, not quite as not quite as much, just a very even contribution, which we're used to seeing from him. But uh, we'll look at Danny's strong players for now, and it was a relatively short list this week. Of <laughs> He had a lot of, uh, he had good contribution as well, but... Um, only what did he have he only had one player with more than three points and that was jonathan huberdeau and three games played he had a goal three assists plus two ten shots a face-off win four hits and a block and then villy huso and jake ottinger both had good weeks combining for three games started two wins uh like 1.2 goals against and a 950 save percentage thereabout and on manager Michael's side here, uh, we'll start with Kaprizov. Uh, one goal, four assists, three power play points, eight shots on goal. So, and, and not a lot else to talk about, but that's kind of what you expect with him. Uh, Zuccarello, who I believe is riding shotgun with him, put up two goals and two assists uh, with six more shots on goal and two power play points. And uh, Latang with two goals, three assists, eleven shots on goal, nine hits, ten blocks at three power play points. That's a pretty wild defensive line. Um, man, that'd be great to have. And uh, Matthew Tuchuk gave him a great final performance here: two goals, five assists, plus six, two power play points, nine shots on goal, and just one faceoff win and hit. So uh, that's uh, interesting to see. I wonder if during that offensive explosion if his uh, hits had come down a little. I guess you don't have to hit as much when you have the puck the whole time. Uh, it's, it's true. Typi- I don't think you get credited with, with a hit if you have the puck and you reverse hit. I can't remember. That is interesting. I'm not sure. Um, that would It wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, Latang has been, he is like one of the, easily one of the best defensemen in fantasy if he's healthy, which is the big question. Yeah. But, I was just looking at his stats here and there was like a three game stretch where he had 11 hits and 18 blocks and he had like, f- he had four points and it's just like, he was just, just a staggering. Fantasy. It was crazy. Yeah. He's so good. So um, we'll look at Danny's weaker players here and not for lack of trying, but Alex Ovechkin pointless um, <laughs> in this matchup. He's all spent from, I think it was my mashup with him a week ago, but he had, yeah, no points minus three, but he did have 15 shots and 14 hits in three games played. So I can't in good conscience say that he was a weak performer with those numbers. That's pretty impressive. Mario Ferraro has really dropped off since being the hit and mostly block King earlier in the season. Yeah. He was doing really, really well, but in two games played, he was plus three, but only three hits and three blocks with no other categories to speak of. And Evgeny Dodonov in four games played with the Knights. No points, minus three, nine shots, and seven hits. And we'll finish up with Alex Nijelkovic, who really was terrible for Danny this week. I'm shocked that he still managed to win the goalie categories. But two games started, no wins, a 6.83 goals against, and an 8.24 save percentage. So he's got to be pretty happy that Ottinger and Huso could help him out, even though he didn't win the matchup. Yeah, and on manager Michael's side, I'll touch on one skater being uh, Jonathan Taze. Actually, no, you know, he, I think he only played the one game, so we'll, we'll, I'll save my chagrin for him later. Uh, we'll go right to the net, as this might have been one of his worst goalie weeks. I know he's had a couple bad ones, uh, bad blemishes over what has been a sterling season between the crease. 
But uh, Campbell, Flurry, and Rask combined for five games, two wins, a 384, and an 858. So uh, pretty brutal goalie categories for him, and he'll be hoping for a bounce back because with how the offense is going, and you know he had pretty good perifs here, faceoff wins. He's not going to beat a lot of the league, but uh, shots on goal was getting there, and and hits was in the the conversation as well. So uh, once he gets goalies, uh, he'll be a he'll be a tough win. Yeah, pretty interesting. I mean, we kind of all thought that he was, you know, the smartest man in the room when he had Tuka Rask right away. And coming back to the Bruins, it was with Campbell already. But Rask has done pretty poorly. And he's out with, I believe, a hip. Is, is it a hip injury? Lower body injury. I'm not sure if it's specified. But um, it's, it's been Cassidy said today that he won't be practicing this week. So, that doesn't bode well. Um, I don't know. I don't remember who he dropped to get Rask in his lineup. But now, if it if it becomes just Campbell and Flurry, that is not nearly as menacing as it was. You know, earlier in the season, he was pretty easily winning goalie categories almost every week. It seemed like you know, really high numbers. But so that is something to watch for. For the MVP, who did you have here? I went with Latang. Um, yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah, I went with Chuck <laughs> on his on his way out the door. Uh, um, yeah, it's a fair one too. Giving Michael a little bit of hardware before he jumped ship, sold him off. But yeah, uh, so with it, was, the, uh, it was a good sell high for sure. Yeah, and then since uh, since the trade, because he got he got the seven points in two games from Kachuk, and then since then in four games he's got one assist. So hopefully Jeff isn't keeping himself up at night about that, but. Um, it's, definitely. A, it's a trade he, we'll we'll look back on at the end of this keeper cycle to see uh, see who really came out on top. I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was I thought you meant at the end of the year for a second. I was like, well, it could be the end of the keeper cycle, but you said keeper <laughs> cycle, so that's okay. He took the words out of my mouth. And with that, we'll go to the next matchup, which was manager Matt T and Stash Poppy versus uh, Chuck Chucky e. Cheese. Cheese, the newly named by manager Jeff and I had wrote that the newly acquired Matthew Kachuk was not enough for this matchup, but he wasn't enough because he wasn't there. So that makes a lot of sense, but uh, Matt T cruised to an eight, three victory here. Um, you can't fault me because I wasn't looking at Michael's team very closely and I, I had forgotten to pick an MVP until right now. <laughs> I realized I had, <clears throat> someone else from a different matchup before. But anyways, Matt T with the 8-3 victory here. Um, it was both teams had broody, brutal goalie weeks, um, which is why I was a little bit surprised to hear that Matt T was tied second in the prize banana at 9-2-0. and And Jeff was 12th at 0-11-0. So um, not a very strong offensive week for Matt T, but the goalies, a couple of really bad goalie performances this week and then a few you know, really top-notch ones. Yeah, for sure. Uh, looking at manager Jeff's team in terms of the strong performers, uh, Cammy Atkinson coming in, putting up four points on the board, letting letting everybody know he's still still living in Philly. Uh, I love that guy. Plus three, ten shots on goal, six blocks. Like, oh my, just uh, who who doesn't want this guy on your team? Uh, Moore, who I had and then subsequently dropped after he didn't do much, uh, did have a four point week, plus five, ten shots on goal and four hits and as you mentioned the goalies were not where we're going to find our strong performers so maybe i'll go with aho uh two goals one assist one of those on the power play point 10 shots on goal 30 face-off wins and five hits yeah Aho's always always seem always seems to be pretty good for a good week but uh if you want some strong performers we can look at matt's team he was another pretty top heavy uh, performance led by nazim kadri who has just been incredible this season. I can't say enough about it. Um, I know McKinnon's been injured since he got that shoulder to the face from... Who was that? I can't remember. I forget. It just, but it was a... People were a little bit up in arms about it. But anyways, it was, um, it was interesting to say the least. But Kadri with eight points in four games played, plus three, three power play points, 17 shots, 43 faceoff wins, three hits and a block. Brian Rust has just been on an absolute tear since he came back. And it didn't stop this matchup with uh, three goals, three assists, minus one 
four power play points, 11 shots, four hits, and two blocks. And Philip Forsberg as well. I had forgotten earlier in the season, Forsberg was traded straight across for Joe Pavelski. And then I, I'm still surprised Pavelski got dropped. But anyways, <laughs> Forsberg in two games played with uh, two goals, two assists, plus one, a power play point, six shots, and three hits. Yeah, Forsberg wanted to, uh, there was a revenge matchup for him against his old team. Uh, he probably put some money up on the board and uh, made sure he got the win. Uh, looking at weaker players for manager Jeff, and this was this was a lot of them. Um, I think manager Jeff did go 0-11 and 11 this week. So not a lot of strong offensive performances. Uh, it's tough to pick out direct ones. We'll go in net here with Allmark. Three games started, just the one win, a 358 and an 897 save. Samsonov didn't do much better, but it was just in one start. Uh, Perron was pointless, minus one, two shots on goal, and three hits. And, I mean, Gallagher was also pointless. Tuchuk in his one game was pointless. Uh, so, yeah, manager Jeff is definitely hoping for a bounce back here. I had forgotten completely about Brendan Gallagher. I didn't even realize that he was still <laughs> rostered, but he's been out for so much of the season, it yeah. looks like, with an injury. Uh, anyways, there were some weak players for Matt T., and we picking a little bit to call the weak player uh, Garnet Hathaway because he did have no points, but that's not why he's on the team. He did have seven shots and 14 hits and seven blocks, which is pretty impressive for a forward, especially those blocks. Uh, Braden McNabb, another bruiser, but no points, plus one, three shots, nine hits, and five blocks in four games played. And the goalies. This whole matchup, there wasn't a single goalie with a save percentage over... Uh, over 900 and Tristan Yari was the only goalie with a goals against under three at 2.99. So, <laughs> and we would be amiss if we didn't talk about Matt T dropping Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Which is, you know, not insignificant. I can't remember where he was drafted, but um, I had him last year. He is so frustrating to own. So I, I'm not surprised that he got dropped, but sometimes a goalie with some, name recognition and has had good performances in the past it's it's hard to pull the trigger so we'll see how that works out for matt t yeah not a not a hard stat line to drop though if you take away the name with the one game start at 1050 and 800 so oh <laughs> but, for sure uh, yeah yeah mvp uh i went with mr nazim kadri here did you uh go elsewhere no exactly the same he had he had such a strong week so that was a pretty easy pick for sure, and assist in this one was actually close, so the, the five assists came in came in pretty big. Um, so we'll hop on to our final matchup here with Big Cat Fassi. <laughs> Manager Jags taking on Manager Mitch with Raffy Rockets. Uh, Jags won this one 8-3. He's kind of who I am uh, in, a, in a heated last playoff spot battle at the moment. We'll see if there's any other challengers or if somebody falters, but... Uh, this one was fairly close. Like goals uh, was one by one, assist was one by three, power play points by two. Uh, the tied game started, so uh, a lot of flippable categories here. And manager Jags had a pretty good week in the prize banana rankings, uh, coming in third at nine and two. And manager Mitch, this was a tough one, coming in number four at six three and two. Yeah, that's uh, those are two. It's a really good matchup. I was actually just looking back to see where Bennington was taken, and he, he was taken <laughs> in the seventh round, which is yeah. very high. Um, just that before was that the round I took Chukchunin, <laughs> it was. Yeah, right, one spot after Chris Letang. I'm not sure if you had Letang yeah. on your list, but uh, that was. <laughs> I could hear the <laughs> the regret in your voice, and I was just looking oh, at the no. goalies taken taken after. Bennington and it wasn't I mean Demko was taken in that round and um, Spencer Knight who hasn't turned out Sorokin but uh, anyways it was just a little little bit of a look down memory lane let's see if I can um, get back to the matchup well, that we are I can at. Uh, I can talk about Jake's strong performers here we'll start off with uh, Gabriel Landskog Colorado we talked about having a great week four goals three assists plus three three power play points 11 shots on goal, eight face-off wins, 11 hits, and two blocks. So a great stat line for him there. Tavares came in with four points, 11 shots, and 23 face-off wins. 
Uh, Sidney Crosby just keeps chugging along. Sit the kid. What a guy. Two goals, five assists, five power play points, 10 shots on goal, 57 face-off wins, and five hits and three blocks. And a goalie, Vanasek here. Two games started, just the one win, but a .51 goals against and a 983 save percentage. So that's been a great yeah. pickup from yeah, very impressive. And we'll look at Mitch's team and speak about Colorado. We've been talking about them all all night, it seems. But Kale McCarr, four games played, two goals, four assists, plus four, four power play points, 10 shots, six hits, and three blocks. And after all that time of being, he was terrible to start the season. He's climbed all the way up to 14th overall. So he's really proven his doubters. Uh, including yourself <laughs> this season so far he's been really incredible um, i i still i still take other defense over him for sure but uh yeah he's 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 doing well point wise he's special to watch as well just a lot of fun but uh kevin fiala as well he hasn't been necessarily tearing it up this season but he's he's come on as of late and two goals three assists plus four six shots a hit and a block and three games played for the wild and UC Saros continues his Vesna caliber season, just starting every game under the sun for the Predators. They're just riding him like a thoroughbred. Um, but <laughs> two games started, one win, a 1.93 goals against and a 951 save percentage. So Mitch is going to need a little bit more of that to get him um, you know, through the playoffs as the rest of his goalies, Jeremy Swayman, James Reimer, and Anton Forsberg, uh, leave a bit to be desired. And on to manager Jags, players he's hoping uh, can bounce back. Um, we'll start off with, I guess, uh, Mr. Sean in Columbus here. Pointless, uh, plus two, one shot on goal, just the five faceoff wins and two hits. That almost sounds like a one-game uh, stat line, but uh, we'll ignore that fact and hop on over to Tim, <laughs> St- <laughs> Tim Stutzel uh, with just the one assist, plus two. He has had a much better week this week. Uh, eight shots on goal with 11 faceoff wins and eight hits. Ottawa has some top guys out, and uh, he's been making use of that. And uh, they've got uh, five games this week, so I'm sure he'll pop up on the scoreline in a good way. And uh, Stone, who just can't wait for his uh, number one center, Jack Eichel, to be back, who is skating in a normal contact jersey. Woo, woo, alert. Uh, Pointless, minus one, four shots on goal, two face-off wins, a hit, and two blocks. But otherwise, it was a fairly strong week uh, for manager Jags. I guess Dallin was pointless, minus one, uh, five shots on goal, four hits, and two blocks, but uh, a lot of good performances for him. Yeah, I didn't realize Eichel was in a non-contact or a contact regular jersey. Um, That's pretty, you must be pretty stoked about that, especially with how tight it's getting in the playoff race. And yeah, Tim Stutzel has just come out of of nowhere and been like, started to be a multi-cat beast. So it's a good pickup for um, Jags. And if Stutzel continues that trajectory, it'll be curious to see where he gets drafted next year i'm not sure how much of that is because josh norris is out which is their regular top line center right so he may, may have moved up in the to play center um oh, i think i think he's um i think he was still on that second line there with uh i can't remember like tyler Anderson's out as well something but Ennis anyways and uh, yeah who knows yeah, something like that. Who knows who's on Ottawa? Not me, <laughs> besides Brady Kachuk. But uh, weak players for manager Mitch and Chandler Stevenson. Again, the Knights just begging for Eichel to come back. But three games played, no points, minus four, three shots, 32 faceoff wins, two hits, and four blocks. Um, I am looking for Robert Thomas. I keep writing these last names and they just... <laughs> Like, who is that? But anyways, three games played, no goals, one assist, minus four. Everyone on the Blues was negative this week, it seems. Um, Three shots, 15 face-off wins, a couple hits and blocks. And we talked about him a little bit earlier, but Jeremy Swayman, um, just the one game which he came in, um, he came in because I think they pulled Rask, maybe. But uh, so didn't get the game start. And then a 3.71 goals against and an 8.57 save percentage. So could have been dropped into a tough spot there, but he didn't perform either way. So it is what it is. 
MVP, I had to go with uh, Sid the Kid as uh, goals, assist, and plus and power play points all would have been uh, reversed without him. Uh, so a uh, pretty big performance from him, I thought. Yeah, I didn't like five power play points is pretty incredible on a week uh, for one guy. Yeah. But I was just I was wondering. Do you think I assume Crosby would be a keeper? But I guess it'll come down to Crosby or Tavares because you think Landeskog and Vasilevsky would have to be pretty close to lock. Well, they are the locks. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that'll be a decision for for manager Jags. Um, hopefully, he doesn't keep somebody silly like Stutzel. Um, but yeah, I imagine he'll keep Vassy and well, at the start of the, the season, insight like, on this man, he, well, he was just like, he was going, he's like, oh, but he's young. He's good. He could be a keeper. And I'm like, we only keep three people, Jakes. You, yeah, you're it's not, not a 10 be year him. keeper cycle. Yeah. We're, we're not a dynasty league here. Um, so we'll see who he does keep between Crosby and Tavares. Uh, pretty similar stat lines. Although I, Crosby did miss the, the kind of stretch of games at the start is getting older maybe you know but pittsburgh's rolling who knows yeah so i mean they'll live and die by the that trio of malkin crosby and latang um and it'll be interesting to see who manager jags goes with so that wraps up our week 15 look behind recap uh week 16 we'll do a quick look ahead uh, first one up is yours truly manager steel with nelly spaghetti versus manager matt t stash poppy um austin matthews is currently taking a big old shit on my team um oh he got another goal already tonight awesome he did awesome um who you got here yeah i haven't uh i i literally completely forgot about the look ahead until you said look behind and i was like that doesn't sound right (laughs) so that shows you where i am um but yeah i mean matthews already has five goals in this matchup um Games played are you're you're pretty similar. I've, so, I've been, yeah, he, he um, was leading by like eighteen, and I've been trying to work the ads and trades to to make a stand here. But um, you know, to the surprise of everybody, and Matt's been begging for it, I am gonna pick my guys. No, yeah, <laughs> keeping everyone on the edge <laughs> of their seat, um, and. You know what? It is. You have a really good team. I will say that for sure. This is a tough one. Should I? I should just weasel my way out of here and pick a tie because neither of you have. <laughs> I, I mean, he hasn't had a great goalie week to start. Tristan Yari has been fantastic this season, but not great so far. Um, I'll I'll take a tie. Why not? Let's. I, I, mean, I don't I know like if I've it. called a tie all season, but uh, I can see it. You know, maybe if I flip you, shots and faceoffs and hits and blocks and. And go from there. <laughs> and goals and assists and yeah, the, you have goals, your work cut out goals. for you. But um, oh, yeah. the I boys think got the challenge. Jesper Bratt maybe gives you that extra assist or two. Who knows? Well, it's always got to energize the boys, bringing in bringing in new guys into the room with a winning mentality. So uh, nothing says winning like the New Jersey Devils and Ottawa Senators, who I have plenty of this week. But uh, we'll hop on to our next one, which is Manager Neil with Bacchus Spasms versus Manager Jags with Big Cat Vassy. Uh, Neil's winning this one 9-2. I hope it's convincing because that would be great for me. Oh, Neil, uh, it looks strong like it's pretty week already. Yeah, it's pretty close, though. It pretty close, close through the, the four um, skater categories. Uh, shots on goal, face-off wins, hits, and blocks separated by four, five, seven, and three, respectively. That's some quick math right there. Um, yeah, and 11 goals for here left. So, um, you know what? I'm going to go manager Neil here. Uh, I mean, Lundell, and uh, did he have another member of that line? Looks like just Lundell. Um, massive game there with the five assists, and uh, so that definitely helps out manager Jags, but... Manager Neil, I think, is going to play uh, the spoiler role here. That would be fun to see. I was just looking at um, Jags' goalies, and I was like, Vanasek, oh, he's got a 500 save percentage, so he'll probably bounce back like through the rest of the game. But no, that was how the game ended <laughs> for him. I think he must have gotten pulled because <laughs> he's just one game started, one goal on two shots, and that was the stat line. So that's tough to stomach, although I think that that category will be flipped pretty quickly by another 
half decent goalie starts. So I think that that is a little bit misleading maybe. Um, but Sorokin and Shesterkin strong for Neil and I continue to ramble. I will take, <laughs> I'll take Jags here. I think that he, Neil just, I don't know if he has the, the staying power to stay in this matchup, but I'd love for him to prove me wrong. Alrighty. And we'll hop on to our next one here with the, our current marquee manager of the league manager, Brendan with DJ Zabanajad versus manager Ryan with stammer time. Um, and, uh, we were sitting around the old barbecue this weekend, uh, Brendan, Matt, myself, and a uh, friend of the league, Matt, uh, Callum and, uh, yeah, you met Callum and, um, oh yeah, yeah. Brendan was finally saying that, you know, how we always harp on his games played, um, and getting all the games and apparently manager Matt is always like, where are you getting these from as well? But uh, it's 58 <laughs> to 75 in favor of manager Ryan this time. So, and Mason Marshman had that great start, and Marner's doing well. So, he's currently Holy eight three. Yeah, no kidding. Marner and Marner and Marshman account for 14 of Ryan's points. Like, and a just a, about a half. shutout. I think that was against Colorado too. Was there was there something like that? Uh, no, it's not the Islanders. Islanders. I apologize, but still, apology accepted. But uh, uh, great. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go manager Ryan here. Uh, tries to throw himself into contention of the playoffs. Yeah, the trouble with Ryan is he really needs to win offensive and goalies because he never seems to win. He he literally should just give up trying to win faceoffs. I think. He, <laughs> like, I don't know if he's gotten into triple digits for the last like number of weeks. That would be something. We need someone to fact check these episodes. But... Where's our intern? Yeah, where's the intern? Um, but he's already got you have 41 hits already this week. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm, uh, I love jumping on things that are hyped, so I'll take Ryan <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's for some reason we love, but we love betting against Brandon <laughs> and the, but the, I, you know, I, I always love the games played difference and that's, um, as significant as you'll see with, uh, what 17 game played difference. That is, that's reason enough to pick Ryan, I think. Oh, Wordsmith Matt coming out for you all here. All right, uh, we'll hop on to our next one featuring yours truly, the Wordsmith, the real Slim Brady, manager Matt. That worked out better than I anticipated. Uh, with manager Mitch and Raffy Rockets. Uh, you're currently up 8-3, and Goldie Cats are very close, so that's going to be something. But uh, you've got a pretty good offensive lead so far, or start, I should yeah. say. And he's draw. He only has two goalies right now. Um, yeah. And and Swayman's going against Pittsburgh tonight, so I can hope there. But man, the Senators have three goals, and Kachuk only has a shot and a faceoff win and two hits. Like, where is this guy? Where are you, Brady? Ever since he got the C, he's like he has games where he'll have like six <laughs> shots and in nine hits, and then he'll do this. It's like uh, they say it's. They can't be the road statistician either. They're playing at home anyways. I'll talk with him later. Um, and uh, here me and you were going nuts in the draft, seeing him drop all the way to potentially the end of the second. And um, perhaps we were a little too high on him. But well, I, I mean, he was leading the league in was, shots and hits. He, like, he was, I st- I'm, I'm still a Brady to Chuck Lever, believer. So. I am. Yeah, I, I can't I can't see a world in which he's him. not a keeper of mine. Um, yeah, he's, he's gotta be a keeper. Um, the other keepers are up and up in the air besides, well, the third keepers up in the air, but, uh, um, I'm, I'm wasting time. I'm going to pick myself, of course. <laughs> um, I think I have a significant and Carter games play. Yeah. He's come on strong for you. Yeah. I've got eight That's games played, dangerous. um, on Mitch right now, but yeah, Carter Hart's been good, but Philly's so terrible and they are so inconsistent. So it's really difficult to put any stock into that. So uh, I will I will go with you on this one to uh, try to maintain your 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 hold on that final buy spot. Interesting that Mitch is has eight points and his team is plus seventeen. So they're all on the ice, but they're not doing anything. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> Only two power play points too, so they're not all not all power play, just staying even. But yeah. So we'll head to our next one, uh, or I assume you're calling it for yourself. Uh, manager yes. with Nellia Spaghelia versus Chuck E. Cheese manager Jeff. 
Um, they are, you know, this is the the big trade. So we'll see how their guys are doing for them. You did mention Tuchuk has not uh, continued his torrid pace. We'll see if he's able to bounce back for his new manager. Um, who you got here? Yeah, and they don't. They have a big. They had seven days off. The Flames did. I, I know a lot of teams had a bunch of time off because of the All Star break, but um, I am going to. Oh man, both of them have gotten off to. Oh my goodness, Ilya Samsonov with a thirty-five point one eight goals against. Is that is that right now or is that? No, my goodness, that was the loss. Holy jeez, one save on f- four shot attempts with a two fifty save percent. I've never seen numbers. 35 goals against, and he let in one, so what, 35? He let in three quarters of the shots. How many minutes was he in there for? That is crazy. Anyways, let's see it. Yeah, like 10 minutes he was in the game See this engineering degree hard at work. 18 minutes, does that sound right? No. Yeah. (laughs) Let's keep keep naming... uh... (laughs) Naming times, and then eventually one of us will be thirty-five right, goals against, divided by still. sixty. Yeah, so what? A little less than half the game. No. Yeah, be. I don't. It can't be right. There's no way he was in for um, three minutes. No Does that in. sound right? <laughs> no, because. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, it says in the it says in the notes, he goals by Drysaitel, Evander Kane, and McDavid all scored within the opening. Five you know, I think it's seven. like five minutes. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flawlessly worked that in there. Nailed um, it. So, yeah, honestly, gonna be <laughs> might might be pretty tough to come back from that. Merzlikens also played Got a full game on. and let in seven goals <laughs> against Florida. So I don't. And it's not yeah, like Michael Mike can have a brutal, favors, brutal goalie but... week, and he'll still come out on top. I think on those categories, I, th- I think so. Three games started for Jeff and twelve goals against. So um, I guess that's not as terrible. But twelve goals on fifty six shots is pretty bad. Anyways, we're really ripping on Jeff here. <laughs> I think yeah, I think Michael takes this. Like I said, I think he got the better of that trade, um, and I think Barzell scored for him already, and I think Riley's got three assists and I just think JT Miller's a, a better overall asset if not necessarily a better keeper um, in our league format I hear you I, I'm also going to go manager Michael here just because of those uh, I mean at those, I just can't get away from those goalie stats so we will move on to our next and final matchup which is manager Danny with team gritty versus manager Drew with the rat squad um, dare I say Almost, uh, you know, the Arizona versus the Ottawa match, Arizona versus Montreal. Um, team 12 versus Team 10. Drew's hoping he can stay in the playoff race here. Danny is uh, just discovering himself and his team, I guess. Uh, who you got? <laughs> Man, you make it sound like Big Mouth or something. Danny's <laughs> discovering his team. But, um, yeah, he, well, I, I have to – I mean, Drew has – Danny hasn't started all of his players for some reason, but that's maybe classic Danny. But he's got twenty. Drew has twenty four yeah, games 24 played on is Danny. Massive. Um, Ovechkin's on the IR right now. Uh, he's uncertain for he's Tuesday's got, game against Columbus. A lot of yeah, I think a, a few people from um, the All Star game came back with that. As Jack, Jack Hughes got it, and now Quinn Hughes has got it as well. So, um, <laughs> but I'll take. Drew here. I just, especially if Danny doesn't uh, start his team, but uh, I think Drew has just the games played is pretty substantial. Yeah, and he's got he's he's got a pretty decent offensive start and goalie start so far. I will also go with manager Drew here to uh, keep himself uh, laying in the shadows, just hoping he can run the gauntlet like manager Brennan did last year. Yeah, and I will say. Um, Nathan McKinnon's also out for Danny and he was hit by Taylor Hall. I remember that was in the Uh, notes and I I remember that now Taylor Hall caught him in the face with, although it was McKinnon's own stick that hit him in the face. So I know everyone was up in arms about it, like in the Colorado game. But if you watch the slow, slow motion, like McKinnon's stick came up and hit him in the face. So it's like, 
what are you going to do? Right. Nothing, nothing you can, yeah. you can't be too mad about that. Have a firm two hands on your stick, boy. That's what the old people would say. <laughs> and uh, Danny is the definition of a top heavy team. So when he's got two of his juggernauts out, uh, it will be tough for him to make uh, a win out of that, but we shall see. And did you have any final notes for us before we head into the, the final stretch here? Nope, nothing else. Uh, this is a big, big week. Um, the long week and uh, some big playoff implications. So it'll be fun to do the recap next week, see how everything turned out. Indeed. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and uh, have a good rest of the week. Bye-bye. <laughs>